Guys, I've been really trying to up my protein and be just a healthier person. But you know what really kind of sucks? Those shaker bottles. I'm trying to make my protein shakes and everything's still kind of clumpy and gritty and just generally not great. That's why I ditched those silly little shaker bottles and I am rolling with a BlendJet 2. The BlendJet 2 is portable so you can blend up my smoothie at work, um, protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Yeah, to be honest, I've been going the smoothie route with my BlendJet 2. It's small enough to fit in the cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. And I have one too, obviously. And the BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. And it lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Love it. Quick and easy, but best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and we're good to go. What more could you want? I'll tell you all of the freaking cool colors that you can choose from. Now I'm kind of regretting that I didn't get the leopard, but I am really happy with my lavender. It's okay. I got blush. It's very on brand for, you know, Book Talk made me colors. And I have hot pink because that's just who I am. (laughs) (laughs) But what are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code BTMM12. That's BookTalkMadeMe12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code BTMM12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Hi guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk, and we're back with one of the fan favorites, the book that got us back into reading. It is the final book in Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Thorns and Roses series, uh, The Court of Silver Flames. Now, we covered part one of this book in episode 45. You're joining us in episode 46, and so you're catching up halfway through, so you know, Spoiler warnings are abound. If you haven't read this book, you've only read half of it. Maybe not. Reverse, reverse. Yeah, reverse, reverse. Um, if you are looking for our traditional five-minute recap that's actually really 20 minutes, that's going to be in the first episode. So go back to episode 45 if you want to catch up and just get a refresher on where we all were silver flames. Um, but basically the keywords you need to know, Cassie and Nessa, Bang Bang Good Time, Dread Trove, Koshi. Koski? Koski. 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 There you go. Those those are the keywords I feel like you need to know um, to get you back up to speed. Oh, you forgot Nesta is a bitch. Nesta is a bitch. Yes. Oof, harsh. It's, it's true. Them's the facts, baby. Also. The truth hurts, my friend. Um, Bridget came up with a great saying, <laughs> which we can't remember what it was, but we will. I don't know if we can Uh, actually put that online. We're going to have to edit it out. Um, um, But before we I mean, if we can say fuck a me. That's true. We can say come shot. A well-placed asterisk. (laughs) Hilda's like, I'm just going to say it one more time. All the time. Loud and clear. Uh, Yeah. So if you're like, what? What are you talking about? Please hold. Go back to episode 45. Um, You'll know. You'll know it when you hear it. But before we get started. You'll laugh when you hear it. You'll laugh when you hear it. 
or be slightly embarrassed when you're walking on the treadmill like Bridget. You know, yeah. make sure yeah. your headphones. You guys listen to us with your headphones in, right? Or in the car by yourselves, or with no one else around. Yeah. And if you Hi- don't, highly recommend that. If you don't, if you <laughs> listen recommend. in the group, also <laughs> that's cool too. Just you know, you never know what we're gonna say, so you know, ye be warned. Again, um, before we get started, just want to give some quick shout outs over to our friends on Spotify because we've been throwing up some questions on there. I don't know if you guys know, but if you're Apple Podcast listeners, this is not a feature you have. But over on Spotify Podcast, we can ask questions to all of you guys. And we love to see your responses. So thank you to CF Douglas 20 who feels that Tamlin reserves a redemption arc. And you know I had thoughts and feelings on that, as in I am pro Tamlin redemption arc. Give it to me. And I, I thank you for that impact input. Also, Megan M says she loves us, which right back at you, baby. Love you too. And she also wants a redemption arc. Again, that's two for Caitlin's point. Just in case we're keeping record, just saying. Awesome. I'm not against it. I also just don't want him to die like you do. Well, I no, I don't want him to die. I think he will die. Yeah, I don't want him to die. I Maybe mean, he will. I don't know. We'll see what the mother has for us to unfold. The mother, the, the cauldron. Mother. Yeah. The crone, the, holy the mother. The Holy Spirit. I don't <laughs> know. What, what are we going with here? Also want to give some love to Haley. And I hope I can read my own number in here. Haley41169. Um, she loved it. And she's cracking up at our use of fuck me. Well, you heard it here first. Probably won't be the, the last insane thing you hear with us. But I am so glad you loved it. And I'm so glad you um, are joining us and listening in with us. If you love it enough, I'll put it on a mug and I'll send it to you. So you let me know. Oh, Yeah. You know what? That's a really good thought. So all of you Spotify guys, if you want a mug and we can make a fucking me mug, slide into our DMs. You can find us at booktalkmademe underscore pod. You know what? I'm just going to go out and say we'd really appreciate a follow because we're trying to grow that account. So if you guys like listening to us, just head on over there, hit follow, and you'll see some golden gems that that we're putting up there. And And honestly, I think our content is pretty good. We're trying to, you know, make it funny. Make it relatable. But if it is, that is not worth a follow, slide into our DMs and tell us you want a decal and I will send you one for free. Free! I will pay for the stamp. I will send you a free decal. You hit follow, slide into our DMs, and I'll do the rest. Follow for the free decal. We'll we'll, we'll hook you up. Just also send us your address because we'd have to figure that out too. Anyhow. Well, you DM me. I'll ask you. Yeah. Don't worry. I got the we'll, rest. We'll, we'll figure this out. Um. Okay. So where were we? When we last left off in episode 45, a.k.a. part one, um, we had just finished up with Asriel, Cassian, and Nesta's encounter in the Bog of Orid. I don't know why I want to say Orin. Bog of Orid. Um, Nesta had just decapitated the Kelpie, raised the, the dead, living dead, from the depths of the Bog, and um, came out as Lady Death, basically. She rised out of the water with the head in her hands, like decapitated head. Magnificent. With the mask on, like the queen she is. Like the confidence of Beyonce, like emerging from the water. You know what I mean? Like there's a fan blowing her hair everywhere. <laughs> Hilda's hands are up in the air. <laughs> the soundtrack of We Rise Up is in the background. And I, I don't know why. Up. And then Cassian and Az drop to their knees as they rightfully should because death is at their front door. Or no, they bow or something like that. They bow. They don't drop to their knees because then they would have dropped in. 
They see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they pay it. their respects to the the girl that she is. And then Cassian takes her home and fucks her. So, so all in all, that. a good day. All in all, a good day. No one died. And when I say home, I mean the Moonstone Palace. But Which, you know, we were talking about that last episode. And you guys kept saying Moonstone Palace. And I was like, what the fuck is the Moonstone Palace? Like, I've n- I never internalized that that other place was named the Moonstone Palace. Yeah, it's the palace above the Court of Nightmares. I never where noticed. Where Sarah originally went when she was under the impression that this is where oh. Reese holds court. Okay, this entire time I thought it was like Wind, not Windhaven, the House of Wind. Like it was no. the same thing. Well, you know House- you said the same exact thing in our recording about it. <laughs> See, it just it messed with me the entire time. I apparently refused to acknowledge the truth and just keep going back to. Yeah, this was before she knew what Valaris was. And then right, he's right, like, right. hey, I'm going to take you to Valaris. Then they go to the townhouse. Then they go to the House of Wind. Yeah, I just all pictured, like, I picture them the same. It's the same place. No, ma'am. That's on me. That's that's on me. Yeah, remember, this is his residence in the Hewn City. Right, yes. Or above the Hewn City. Yeah, we're talking about, like, the nice, flowy drapes. Everything's in, like, violet hues. It's all okay. moonstone, okay. obviously. I was picturing, like, Greek God Palace, but, like, a little bit a different shade with some gauzy drapes. We're draping. For a minute, I thought you said Benghazi. It took me a while to realize that you meant gauzy. Yes, gauzy drapes. I just um okay. So let's get started. So basically, after Nesta and Cassian hook up, uh, for real, um, there's basically more training. There's a lot of training in this book. I don't want to bore you with all the details, but they learn a lot, including how to play with swords. Uh, which is not a euphemism for Cassian's dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> She learns how to play with that too. Not that yeah, she needs to learn because she reads a lot of smutty books. That needs to be you, handled can I tell properly. You guys, one of the things that drives me nuts in our smutty novels is when they're like, she put her hands around it, but like she can, her fingers don't touch. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Have you guys seen the video of the lady that she's yes. with the measuring tape uh-huh. on TikTok? And she's like, do you guys know what 12 inches is? And she holds it up. She's like, the average woman's only like three inches. So she's like, like it's could- not fitting in here. And she takes yeah. the measuring tape and puts it in her mouth. She's like, <laughs> she's like, at most you can get six inches in. She's like, 12 inches, not great. She's like, this so- is death. This is death levels. Yeah. yeah. We're poking internal organs. Oh. I don't know if you guys know, but she's actually a narrator for like some app that does very erotic, spicy retellings or books or something like that. Yeah. I That's think we're talking about for. a different lady, though. Because no, this lady she, doesn't put it in her mouth unless she does it in another video. No. So the original creator takes the measuring tape and she puts it by her mouth and she's like, where's this fitting? It's not fitting here. And she then she goes into the, like the most people are this inch and she does like four inches and then she does okay. six inches. She goes. 12 inches you're basically sending me through my next life and then people have been recreating it but the original creator is just started on that new app God. that's about like spicy retelling or something very erotic Did and not hey know that. maybe we'll get like i don't know some sponsorships from them and send them your way who knows the world is everyone's oyster at this point everyone's yep. oyster um so anyways more training uh nesta and cassian kind of have us talk and because they didn't hook up again right away. Uh, but basically, they're like, we should hook up more. And they do. And so actually, we get less hookups after their initial hookup. But we know that they're hooking up all the time. Um, Emery, Nesta, and Gwen are becoming besties. It's actually, I think, really cute um, the way that they're becoming friends. And they tease each other. And Nesta um, 
or Emery and Gwen pick up right away. Then Nesta and Cassian are hooking up. And she's like, you took him to your bed, didn't you? And then she's also like, was it good? Because he has that strut. That swagger, that strut. And I was like, yep. That like, yep, he does. Explains to you that he knows how to use it. Um, and of she's course, like, she's, well, he's like 500 years old. I would assume you'd know how to use it. But then she's like, but then again, you never know. So at some point, I think I lost track. Um, we end up finding out about Farah and her issues, the issues with her birth canal and the baby. And essentially, the baby has wings. The high fae women are not built to have wings come out of their uterus. Um, and so... This is very problematic. And Reese is basically like, you don't see a lot of half Hilarians because like the women don't survive in childbirth. And in Reese's case, he wasn't born with wings. And also his mother was the Illyrian. So she had the anatomy for wings. Um, So very scary. And they don't tell Farah this. This now, pisses me off. We can talk about this at the end, but this is the reason that Resand is not on my white shoes because he refused to tell Farah this. And I came with receipts about why this angers me. That pisses me off that he kept that information from her. I and yep, go go for it. Akamif, Akamif, Akamath, page 577. He tells her she's with him, like she's always going to get to choose every single day. Akawar, page 132. Farah says it's always been a choice with him. Akawar, page 170. My mate had always given me a choice, not as a gift, but as my God's given right, is what she says. Akawar, page 217. It was always about my choice with him. He took this choice away from her. It's stupid. And then also, they made a death pact. But like, how stupid are they? Did they not think of like their future children? Like, oh, we're going to die together, but if we have any kids, they're just going to be alone in the world. This whole thing just annoyed the shit out of me. Okay. I, I have no annoyed the shit out of me. Even worse was Feyre's reaction. When she finds out, she's just like, yeah, okay, that sucks, but, you know, I'll make my piece of it. And she moves on. And I know this book is primarily from Nessa's POV, but are you kidding me? She used to get so pissed off at Reese for the dumbest stuff. Like, don't talk about my sister that way. Don't do this that way. Don't do this. Don't make fun of me. Throw She throws a shoe at him for crying out loud. But she's going to go ahead and let him hide something as important as how fatal her birthing situation is. After I read this book, I was seriously so pissed off. I was like, I'm distraught. Like, I was more butthurt over this entire situation than I was about anything else in this book. Because I love Reese. I love Vera. This was just no words. Speechless. So the way I think this, this is my interpretation of this. Agreed on all fronts. He's always been about choice and an, and an informed choice. He wants her to know the options before she makes whatever she wants to do. I think, I think when they originally made their death bond, it was sort of like an, I'm not going to die without you, like a drunken moment where they're like, I'm not going to die without you. And then they just like, slapped hands and then the bond inked on them they're like oh it was definitely out of like passion like a passion like it just it wasn't yeah. a well thought out bond and then they're like eh, what's gonna happen like this is I mean, probably he gonna just end came well back, for us he had just come back from life like i get it but also very foolish considering just he's get, so much older i remember us saying especially after the scene in highburn we're like i thought these people were supposed to be really smart like why do they constantly get themselves into stupid situations yep. and it's like, like oh the scooby-doo gang has gotten in trouble again yeah. like aelin wouldn't have done this shit Mm-mm. why do they do it so 
here's part two of my thoughts on Reese. Because I think the reason why he didn't tell her has more to do with him than it has to do with Feyre. Because it's not only her death and their unborn son death, it's also his death. And as a high and mighty powerful lord, he never thought he'd go down this way. And he says it, I don't know what page number it is, it's toward the end. I think he tells Cassian, like, I didn't think it would end like this. And I think it has to do with his, he is this crazy mastermind and he's thinking 10 steps ahead of everyone, but he didn't see this happening and he's beating himself up about it. And that's why he's not telling her because it's like, it's almost like when a kid gets in trouble, like a kid got in trouble and he's like trying to figure out a way around it before he has to face the consequences of his own actions. Right. And And it's more about- I hear what you're saying. And it it is true because you know from the previous book, we know Reese was the type of character to always take everything on by himself. And he went to Amarantha underneath the mountain knowing very well that he was going to try to kill her and left his family behind. And he locked them in Belarus and told them, you're going to be doing X, Y, and Z and they couldn't get out. So we know that he is so used to doing all these things. And that was basically like the last two books was both of them healing and going through this journey together. But it was always about choice and informed consent with the two of them. And how does this make him better than Tamlin at this point? I mean, I'm not going to go as far as what? compare as him Tamlin. to Tamlin. But if we're going to go down to the right and wrong, what Tamlin but did was wrong, what Reese does is wrong, like she could actually die. I'm not going to go as far as compare him to Tamlin, but this, it really pissed me off. And you saying, oh, well, this was about him. So it's like, oh. So when push comes to shove and it gets really bad for him, he's going to like let go of all of like his morals and all of the things that he promised Farah. And remember, Farah is supposed to be his equal mate. Finally, they are out apart where they're doing everything together. That's why they made yeah. the bargain in the first place because they could not live without each other. If one goes, the other goes. And now they're in this situation and he reverts back into that. I'm a protector. This is my problem. I'm going to solve it. The worst part is though is that he everybody else knows and he tells them not to tell her yeah so she's walking around being pregnant doing her thing and everyone around her knows that her situation her birthing situation means that she is potentially going to die not potentially she will be dying until they find a solution which seems unlikely as someone who has had a c-section too recently this shit pissed me the fuck off and you're going to sit there and tell me that, oh, wings are super important as a Larian warrior and they were shredded for Cassian during his last um, battle. And that's something that's supposed to be like, oh, so unrepairable. Unpair- they repaired his wings perfectly fine. I wonder if it has to do if it's like the outer exoskeleton that has to remain intact, but the softer membrane can be shredded and be repaired. And I feel like maybe the, like, it was like, wait. You can't see my hands, but like the little like claws at the top are specifically the problem, I'd imagine, coming out. Well, the claws apparently come in later. Okay, but like that pointy bit, you know what I mean? Because I just, okay, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but like as like a a butterfly. A butterfly is wrapped up tight in a cocoon. It's got these big ass wings. So like these aren't, like we're not more pliable. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole thing where like the fae can't perform a C-section. Well, you know what? I did notice this time that she said, oh, if we do it, it will most likely kill both of them anyway. Like, it'll cause her unnecessary harm, basically. But why? But why? Because she'll probably end up bleeding out on the table. Well, also, like, that's what she's going to do anyway. Right? I I just, I don't know. I get it. Plot point. Plot point. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. A little bit of a weak point, but yes. Yeah. It definitely ruins 
my point of view for Reese for over a year and a half, to be honest. My point of view of him is still ruined. He will not be on my list. Okay, well, I'm glad he's well, not on your list. I love with him. And then I'm me. just like, great, we're back to this bullshit. What also, I think to more Bridget's point, it's like, and it wasn't her POVs. So this book wasn't about her, but like I expected her to rage at Reese. Not to be like right. something like above it all. Like, it'll be fine. I'm going to die. So is this child I'm lovingly stroking in my belly. Like I feel like Farah, she was a lot more feral. And all of a sudden, after her painting therapy, she's like... She became like a 70s really love mature. child. She's like really mature. It's yes, interesting. She was way more... Um, she was a fighter before. Unrefined. And now she's kind of honed that feralness. Into now just she's fairness. a high lady. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. She's um, a high lady playing court. Like, I get it. So Cass ends up taking Nesta to a blacksmith because they have started working with swords, like real swords, not his dick, as Caitlin would like to remind you. Um, Ma'am, his dick is still very real. It's that velvet velvet wrapped steel. Uh, (laughs) Hate that phrase. SJM does not use it. Pretty sure. She's not. I think she did. I'm pretty sure she did once. Oh, velvet. ah. Okay. Um, So he takes her to a blacksmith so she can appreciate um, experiencing how swords are made and interesting note she is afraid of like fire and we come to find out that it's because uh the crackling of the logs reminds her of her dad's neck being snapped back in Aquar. and so she hates fires and she gets super tense but when she goes to the blacksmith she kind of works through this and she makes three different objects interesting anyways um, come to find out that she imbued those items with her power that, again, we don't know what it is. And so she made a new trove, for lack of a better phrasing. So it was like a knife, a sword, and like a big sword. I have no yeah. difference. Like A dagger, a dagger, and a sword. A, a dagger and like two swords. And these are now new made objects, which are like the famous sword Gwydion and was it Narben? Yeah, um, which are these two famous um, Fey artifact swords that so Narbin? Like that sounds like a stupid nerd name for a sword. It does. Sounds like narwhal. Yeah, like Narbin. Narbin. Um, so the blacksmith was like, "Hey, uh, I think these swords or these items are possessed. They're your problem now." And um, Reese calls Amran and Az and Cass, and like they, they talk about the items. And they're like, oh, my God, we have made items. And how powerful and dangerous would Nesta be if she used these items? We should have a vote about whether or not she should know about this item. And Reese and Amran vote against her. Cass and as vote for her. And then Farah is going to be the tiebreaker. And, of course, Farah votes for her. Again, more situations where they're literally taking the choice away from people. It's really annoying. Um, and so to be fair, eventually- it didn't sound like they gave her they gave her a lot of choices before, and she made bad choices. So, like historically speaking, it's still she's not maybe making the right ones. You know what? They're making a lot of decisions out of fear. Yes, but that's how you end up with like stupid things in the world. Correct. Anyways, she ends up finding out Cassian 
fumbles through the explanation and she ends up finding out that they voted against her and she gets super pissed and she ends up like storming over to Aaron's apartment. Side note, she went down the 10,000 steps for the first time because she was so pissed. And she's confronting Amran, who was writing Varian, which I thought was really fun. I know. Um, and she and Amran get into this fight and Amran was basically like, I don't owe you anything. And they're having this confrontation and Farah shows up and Nesta's basically like, you know what? I'm, I forget how it exactly it is that she phrases it, but she was like, oh, well, your choice has been taken too. By the way, have they told you that you're going to die in childbirth because you can't pass the wings? And it was like, oh my God. It was this like. Part was prime Nesta bitchiness. And the fact yes. that she did not immediately apologize, like she just stood her ground on that, even though she felt like a shitty person instantly when she said mm-hmm. it, really, really annoyed me. She reverted back so quickly, it's scary. It was. And of course, Reese now wants to kill her. And um, essentially, he's like, get her the fuck away from here before I kill her. So Cass finds her and he ends up taking her to a mountain so she can hike and like have a moment. And she ends up having basically this huge breakdown on the mountain. Um, I forgot what mountain pass it was, but apparently mm-hmm. it was like a fey thing. And she confesses about the fire being her dad's neck and she like lets it all out and she basically becomes a new person um and she and cassian train and have a lot of sex while they're on the mountain we don't get any sex scenes but we were just told they had a lot of sex um yeah we were told they had sex like against the mountain in the water all these things all the time they would train all day fuck all night also like not after three days of her basically beating herself up and dragging Mm -hmm. herself on this hike without talking to cassian for three days or even drinking water yeah like again, yeah, she, she just she, self punishes so much. She does. She's um she would be a self flagellator, self flagellation, flagellator. Yeah. Um sure. so there's lots of stuff going on, but Nesta, you can see that she's starting to grow as a person, and eventually uh Gwen invites her to a service in the caves where that I guess that they have for the mother, and there's music, and we know that Nesta loves music and dancing. And so she ends up being like transported away, having a vision of the harp, which is the third item of the dead trove, dread trove. And she realizes that the harp is in the prison. So she and Cassian go to the prison. Um, He gives her some background about the prison. They end up finding the weird room where the harp is. And she feels like there's people trapped in the prison and the harp speaks to her. All of these made objects speak to her which is weird but again like calls to like and she so the fae find my phone whatever you need <laughs> um and so when she's kind of like stuck with the harp and then she's like hey let me out of here or open the door and because the harp is apparently a tricky asshole the harp also opens up the door for lanthus which is that scary death god and so um lanthus attacks them cassian is basically like she needs to get out of here and he like sacrifices himself nesta runs away but then she runs into odd court soldiers so she goes back to cassian and essentially she ends up saving cassian or cassian uses his maid knife so nesta's maid knife uh to stab lanthus which puts lanthus i guess in a physical body and then she's able to behead um lanthus also fun fact she names the sword Atraxia. I thought it was Ataraxia. Which, or there we go. 
It starts with an A, and there's an X in there. Atraxia? Is there an A after the T? I don't know. I thought so. It starts with an A, and there's an X in there. I add letters. I take away. It's whatever my brain feels in that moment. You need both. (laughs) Um, So, anyways, and I forget what that means. But it's apparently something cheesy. There we go. So, they need to prep for winter solstice. Um, and there's going to be a huge celebration over in the Court of Nightmares in the Hune City. And um, Reese and Farah want to use this, or really Reese, wants to use this as an opportunity to like solidify their alliance with Eris. Because even though Eris is a piece of shit, they realize they kind of need him because he's a better alternative than his asshole father, Baron. And so... Nesta spends a bunch of time training with more on the different dances of the night court because apparently Nesta can slay because apparently when she was 14 she um yeah she danced a competition she avenged Elaine who had been slighted by this heiress who wanted to marry a duke and Nesta with her dancing made the duke fall for her and proposed to her but even though she had no intention of saying yes because she was only 14 anyways uh nesta can dance this is so, one of the only times we really see more i feel like in this book she comes uh-huh. to winnow them here and there but she's been like mia more is not in this book as is not that much in this book either the two of them are kind of like not here with us right now so eris and nesta dance and she basically seduces him but like in a proper way i guess but he ends up falling for her and he ends up basically asking reese hey i want to marry her oh and also the court of nightmares finds out at this point that farah is pregnant uh which was really exciting for no one really because kira was jealous but whatever now people know that farah is pregnant we actually get to the winter solstice party over at Reese and Farah's house. Um, people give each other presents. Nesta doesn't bring presents for anybody because she's an asshole. Um, Elaine like and... Such, like, wh- where do you think you're going? Like, she's just right? like, I'm a terrible person. No one's going to get anything for me. So I'm not like, doing honestly, anything nice for anyone else. Like, if I did not have presents for anyone, I would not show I up. would not be going. Like, I would I'd even- be embarrassed. And you know, that's what's wild is that she's the type of person that others opinions she holds at such a high regard because she doesn't want to be the fool she doesn't want to be all this other things and she doesn't even fucking buy them a present is it because she's broke because she doesn't have money but also like she could have asked the house been like hey house she could have easily diy'd anything she could have easily gotten books from the library i think everyone would have understood but the year before she had endless money that she was using on gambling fucking and drinking according to hilda so i she don't know is just she's an asshole she's a piece of work she's an asshole. a piece of work anyways cassian of course has a present for her and he as has it- a present for her before cassian gave her one Oh, well, okay. Farah and Elaine give her, like, a credit to a bookstore so she can have, like, 200 books, which was cool. And then Az basically gave her the Faye version of a book light, which was really sweet that he would do that. It was such a cute gift. It was a really sweet gift. So then Cassian pulls her aside privately in her bedroom at Farah's house. Because she has a bedroom that she refused to have any part in. And then she gets a full bedroom in her design. Yeah. Because, again, this is an asshole. So he shows up with a symphonium, or I think is what it's called. But essentially it is, I don't know, a speaker. Um, and he recorded a bunch of music on it so she could listen to it whenever she 
feels like it. And she starts to cry because she's so touched by the gift. And she's like, I can't keep this. And he's like, what do you mean you can't keep it? It's a gift. And she's like, I can't keep it. And so he's like, well, why? Because I'm not good enough for you. And it's not a wedding ring. And she's like, no, I'm going to get my wedding ring from Eris because he asked for me. And then he was basically Why? like, oh, because, a you, bitch. because you can't marry me because I'm just a bastard and you need a prince. And she's like, no, that's not what it is. I'm not good enough for you. And so she basically tells them, I'm not good enough for you. We're just fucking because I'm not good enough for you. And they both have this breakdown. And so they basically have their mate moment without having their mate moment. But she tells them, I am yours. You are mine. They feel the gold threads. They see the gold thread connecting, I think. And I was very confused. I thought this happens after they have to offer food. I know food is the ceremony. Yeah. But it was interesting that, like, they saw the threads and they're both like, oh, we are intertwined. Like, Cassie knew what it was. And I don't know. He's already fucked off for, like, a week. And he's known, he's known, and he ends up saying, he's like, I've known basically since I met you, like, what this was. It it just, I don't know. Anyways, but they do have good sexy time, so not gonna totally shit all over this scene, but it was weird that they didn't, well, actually, other than the fact they they didn't go into, like, their, you know, sex-a-thon, which apparently you're supposed to go into. Which was weird. I thought that they were mates. I thought that we were all on the same page that they were mates, but apparently that was not the case. Even so in we the were prison. all on the page that they were mates, but they, Cassie but, and you, are necessarily Nesta's not on the same page that we're on. Um. So anyways. But even in the prison, um, Lanthus was like, oh, you guys don't even know what I'm smelling. Like, he gave that illusion and Cassie was like, whoop, gotta go, because I think he knew what he was about to tell her and he yeah. knew that she was not ready to receive this news in any way, shape, or form. What is it with this Archeron women not being able to receive news know. about their mates? I'd like to know. I'd take Lucian. I'd go to Joanne's. I'd get all the thread, wrap them in their sleep, <laughs> weave it to my bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, I would gold thread it up. So anyways, Our love is so Campbell, strong. What I can of Campbell's soup. You guys soup? <laughs> Our love is so strong. It's a physical thread. Not right. one I bought. <laughs> I will feed you. Here's my soup. Um. So they leave. So Cassian leaves for a snowball fight again. Why? But also, um, I'm like the bond with Feyre and Reese seemed like it was. They snapped and they were feral. Right. So the fact that they're able to, the Cassian's able to like pull away, and they admit like, oh, it was so hard. I was thinking about you the entire time. Sure, but like it's a far cry from the feralness that Feyre and Reese were yeah. to this like. The simmer that they yeah, were. Yeah, Nessa was definitely like, oh, this just makes the heart grow fonder. And she was definitely thinking about him because she wanted to fuck him a lot. Farah and Reese were like straight up, like could not But Farah and Reese also went to like war two days later. Yes. However, Fair, they, they didn't have the time cabin, to kill. <laughs> after they left the cabin and then they went to Windhaven. Remember, they had that big fight between Cassian and Reese because he was so pent up. Like nobody. Yeah could look at his mate no one could do anything and then cassian just left his mate home to go train with azrael no to go have a snowball fight no, and no. then sit naked he went it. to go have a snowball fight with his that's boys. where they separated but azrael came back and then they resumed their normal training at the ring oh. with az so like az was all up in her area 
And Cassian was fine with that. Like I, I wanted him to go feral. Like don't touch my mate. Yeah, this this is definitely. Don't look at her. Don't breathe next to her. Like don't even think about her. But no, deaf and consistent. Um. So, anyways, Gwen, Nesta, and Emery end up having a girls' night, which was really cute. And they end up giving each other bracelets, um, which Nesta imbued with her power, where basically they would always be able to find each other. Very important. By accident. Um, yeah, this was accidental. So anyways, there's more training. Uh, they're focused on being Valkyries. And to be a Valkyrie, you do all these things like mind stilling. And then you need to like cut a ribbon. And that officially makes you a Valkyrie. Um, at the same time, unbeknownst to Emery, Gwen, Nesta and the other priestesses that are training, uh, Asriel and Cassian have set up an obstacle course, I guess, for lack of a better word, in the training area. Um, and eventually they find out once they beat the course that that was like the blood right qualifier. And with them breaking the ribbon or cutting the ribbon with their sword and doing the obstacle course, it's like, look, these women are as strong as the Illyrians. Um, and he brought, was it Lord Devlin over yep. to see them the day that they passed the obstacle course? Because um, he wanted to prove the point be like, look, you can train the women. Of course, Devlin doesn't take that well because he's an asshole. Um, Cassian has his moment um, where he ends up portraying the perfect courtier because he's with Nesta. Um, and when they're flying back to the city, Cass and Nesta actually get into a huge fight because he uses the word mate. She freaks out because she was like, I don't like that word because once I use that word, like I give up the last of my humanity and it's kind of a stupid it's a fight. Stupid She's fight. so annoying. Um, but she calls in her bargain that she had initially made with Cassian. So annoying. About the training. And she's like, you need to give me a week where you don't speak to me for a week or I have to talk to you, but like, leave me alone. And Mora ends up taking her to Emery, Emery's house in Windhaven so they can talk about Nesta's issue. And then Gwen magically shows up too. Because again, they're friends and it's cute. It is cute. Their friendship is cute. It makes me happy. Um, they end up having another girls' night at Emery's. Um, which lo and behold is the night before the start of the blood rite. And they end up getting kidnapped by Lord Devlin. And so they end up getting kidnapped. And they end up getting dropped in the blood rite. Which is a really scary situation for them. Because... They don't have access to weapons and it's them against a bunch of men who are basically going to be like, oh, you know, assault them and stuff. Um, but anyways, these three and women, they're separated from each yeah, other. These three women are badasses and they find each other again. Through Nessa's charm that she made during girls yeah, night, which was really, really cute. Um, I don't want to get into it because it was just it was a lot. It it, it was a lot. Um, great women being badasses in a male dominated situation. That's what mm -hmm. we need to know. They use their skills. They leaned on each other. They carried each other throughout the entire and mountain. On the flip side, which I think you're going to get into, Hilda, but I just want to say that it was so sweet because Cassie and Naz are freaking the fuck out about this. Yeah. Being dumped in there. And while most of the training happened with Cassie that we saw from our POVs, Asriel was there. And as Cassie's freaking out, he's not saying – you train them well. He's saying we train them well. And like he's reassuring himself and his nerves to say like, no, like we did a good job with these girls. We trained them. Because. We did a good job. And it was just so sweet for like Cass as to take ownership of these girls. Yeah, as because well. Gwen is there. 
So which we didn't even touch on. But yeah. As as and Gwen have some tension. It's cute. But do they have as much tension as that one as novella that we saw with Elaine? I don't know how I feel. I'm just saying, just dropping it in there for everyone else. We're gonna talk about that at the end because I have thoughts and feelings wait, of that fuckboy. Don't 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 get right, I'm just saying, distracted. Okay, we're, don't we're back. We're back. Okay. So anyways, the girls are stuck in the blood right. There's this rule that you can't take anyone out of the blood right or you get killed and they get killed. So Reese and Farah can't break their own rules. Like what type of powerful high lords are you? You can't break your own rules. Um, so to distract Cassian, they're like, hey, Eris was kidnapped by Briallen. You need to go find him. So Ass and Kaz go on a mission to go find Eris. Um, they end up finding Eris. And he had come under control of the crown. But then, I don't know, Briallen and Kashi, I don't know, do a fake out. And they end up kidnapping Cassian instead. At the same time, Nesta and Emery and Gwen are basically at the very end of the blood rite. They survived. They're almost at the peak. And Gwen is injured. And there is a group of Valyrian men which is Bellius, uh, Emery's cousin, like coming after them. And so Nesta sends Emery and Gwen to go win the blood rite. They need to go touch the sacred stone at the top of whatever, the mountain. And she's going to basically hold the fort like the famous warrior Analius. Analius? I don't know, some famous Illyrian warrior. Yeah, and so she's, she's fighting with Bellius. And all of a sudden, Bellius like dies, and Briallen shows up with Cassian because she had Koshi, Kashi, um, winnow her in, and she's using Briallen's using Cassian as bait, um, and it's kind of creepy. And Cassian ends up pretending that he stabs himself under Briallen's control, which makes Nesta lose her shit, and she basically turns Briallen into a pile of dust. Like Briallen does a backwards transformation. So she ends up being a beautiful fae person um, for like 0.5 seconds before she ends up being a pile of dust. And so she ends up taking, I guess, the crown. Uh, She does the ultimate reverse reverse. Yes. So the first time I read this book, I was actually so pissed about how this rolled out. Why? I was so disappointed that her end was so quick. She came. I agree she bailed. With you. Boom. Done. That was it. I the second time I reread it, I was like, oh my God, Cassian, he faked out to be able to save her. Oh, I was so focused on that, but I'm still very pissed off so about how she was this a whole big book. enemy, just like Hybrid for the entire was book. for yep. so- two books. And it just felt a little like bright shining light care bear stare power goes through her and she's done <laughs> you know but you know what i actually think that i guess the main enemy is kashi and like Allen's just like a level boss yeah you're Kashi's right she's the big boss yeah she was definitely the puppeteer for this however i was still wanting more oomph for the fight well the story is not over I, I know, and because that's where even reading this the second time where I'm like, I think we're at like 87% at this point in the book when that is happening. When this big- or like 95. I like, feel it was like so it was close to the end where you're like, wait, like as I know- You in the blinked re- and it was over. Yeah, and I, but yeah. I know in the reread, I'm like, I know what we have coming up and I just feel like this is ending too close to the end. 
Um, so Cass and Nesta have like 2.5 seconds of celebrating when all of a sudden Moore and Asriel show up and they're like, hey, we have a problem. Uh, Feyre went into labor two months early. And so they get over to the river house and Pharaoh's covered in blood. Was it Maja? The healer is there and there's not a lot that can be done. And they end up cutting Farah open. They pull the baby out. But the baby is essentially like not alive and Farah is dying. And then right before Farah takes her final breath, Nesta calls the items of the dread trove to her. So she's using the harp. She's wearing the mask. She's wearing the crown. And she's like, I guess she starts having a bargain with, the, the cauldron, cauldron the and mother? the mother mother which or we're not really clear i guess nesta has a connection to the mother through the cauldron but she ends up telling the cauldron i will give back all my power if you let them live and she keeps repeating that phrase over and over again with the harp she's able to stop time and i guess the bargain is accepted and she's giving back all of her power except Cassian ends up seeing like a hand stop. So she's able to keep some power, but we don't know how much. Again, Nesta's power has always the been. The hand a is a little creepy, not gonna lie. I was like, Well, I guess what? the hand was supposed to be the hand of the mother. So, anyways, she's able to use whatever the dread trove to then change Pharaoh's anatomy, change her anatomy, and she's able to age the baby so that the baby is now alive. And then of course Reese doesn't die because he's alive at full term, so he's a perfectly healthy yeah. baby. Also, and like Reese did not suffer. Like Feyre died, and Reese is alive no, no. and well. She didn't die. She didn't die. She was she, close. She had her last breath, but because she strung the harp. Okay, her she last time. So my point yeah. being, if Feyre's a battery, she's in her last two percent, and uh-huh. I feel like Reese is still a hundred percent fully charged. Just, well, yeah, because like, then it, it's like when he gets to she gets to zero, he would basically just shoot down to poof. zero. Yeah, okay. yeah. I got. Well, I don't know. We don't know because it didn't happen because Nesta saved the day. I I just uh, assumed he would like as she starts to wear down, he's starting to wear down. Uh, is what mm-hmm. I I think reading this again expected to happen, but it didn't. I mean, there's a lot of chaos. Also, please note, Elaine did not have her body transformed. I think just, that's the funniest thing ever. Just Nessa knew that, you know, as was probably like looking at her. You're sister. right. And then she only changed the anatomy of Feyre and her. And she was like, this bitch can figure it out. That is so fucked up. <gasps> Interesting. I don't think it's fucked up because I am not a as an no, no, Elaine no. shipper. I'm not either. However, if I had a sister... And I knew that this was a possibility if they were to fall in love with the whatever, whatever, and they needed a larger birth canal to be able to birth a baby with wings or whatever any of the other phase are. I don't know, but I'm assuming wings have the biggest span. But also, I would change yeah. my sister's, both of them, anatomy in a heartbeat to ensure that both of them are always healthy and fine if they got into the situation again. Because what, worst case... Faye, uh, Elaine marries another Faye, let's say it's Lucian, and it's like a water slide for that baby to come out. Like, you have this, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, what? Worst case scenario. What's the worst case there? <laughs> Elaine is always going to be fine. I mean, whatever. 
So anyways, I that doesn't happen. Maybe the what? hand was like, no, you don't have to worry about that one. That's not her mate. Maybe. 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 Hey, look, I would still want a larger birth canal if I had to fucking have Tamlin's baby with that beast of a man. Uh, yeah, I think I have a normal you know birth maybe- canal and I would have liked a larger birth canal having birth people. <laughs> you know what? That is a good point because she does have, I mean, Elaine does have a mate. We don't know if she's going to end up with him, but she does have a mate. She doesn't need one. Need- well, I know that's why they're going to use it as an excuse for not, but I still think as Nessa, I would have been like, I don't care if you have a mate. I, a mate, I still want you I to don't- be safe. I, I, I don't know. I still want I them know. to like yeah. do it once just for the plot, and then you can go find your mate. You know what I mean? It happened quickly. It happened quickly. So anyways, Nesta saves them. She and Reese, who have always been at odds with each other, have a moment, and he like bows down before her, and he's like, thank you, and then he buys her all the stuff. And he's all of a sudden just like throwing so much money at her. Anyways, uh, Nesta and Cassian decide to have a really elaborate mating ceremony with just the friends. Uh, of course, it's at Reese's expense. Um, but he's more than happy to give her whatever because he she saved his mate. Um, and the book Himself, ends also. with the three sisters visiting um her dad's grave, which was very touching with the baby. It was extremely touching. It was a nice end. And again, Nesta may not be your favorite person, but I appreciated her journey. I appreciated her story. And like, I like how this ended for her. I agree. I agree. She got lucky. She ended up with Cassian. Yeah. She got lucky. She'd be thinking her lucky star. She ended up with Cassian. Um, okay. So we talked about why Reese pissed me off. I think we beat that dead horse. Um, there's a note in here. I kind of like Eris. I do. I do. Okay. What can I say? We got a little bit more information about him here, and I have a feeling he is a lot like Reese, where he has so many different masks, but deep down, I think he's a good person, and I think his card was dealt out the shitty hand. I don't know. I think there's more, obviously, there's more to his storyline that we don't know. There's And more. he's even... There's uh, more. Uh, see what you um, did there? I was going to say, there's definitely more. Not a cut shot, but there is more. refuses to admit to everybody else whether she remembers it or not because she's extremely um, traumatized from her very dramatic Is she situation. traumatized but or is she also keeping secrets? This That's what I'm saying. Is it could be either or. Okay. Either or so, for more. I don't know. So I think there is a very strong possibility that Eris and more are mates. Because when Cassian goes to see Vasa and Jurian. He smells her. And he was like, he walks out with Eris. And Eris was like, oh, like more couldn't be bothered to mm-hmm. see me. To like say hi to me. Like, how did he scent her so quickly? Okay, here's my theory on this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if this is a... Caitlin original or I saw it in someone else's TikTok and now I'm influenced. I don't know. But my theory is that Eris, so the reason why he says it's it's more story to tell is because Eris is also so more prefers females. Eris, I think, also prefers males. And he has to mask it. And so that's why he says it's her story to tell because if I out myself and like, I didn't want you to begin with. And then she's like, well, I didn't want you either. Then they kind of out each other. So they're keeping each other's secrets, whereas they maybe they're mates and maybe they just don't prefer the company of each other. Like maybe they're just mates 
in friendship, but like sexually they mate somewhere else. I think there's some kind of tie to that where just because they're mates doesn't mean that they're right for each other. Right. That's true. Right. And Which I, we learned from Reese and his parents. His parents, yeah. Right, Reese and his parents. But I just feel like there's – I mean, we know there's something more there, obviously. No pun yeah. intended. But we know there's I mean, something there. I mean, this goes back to those theories where they're saying that Az and Eris is going to end up together, which I Ugh. think – No. 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 He needs to end up with Gwen. Once he introduced me to Gwen, I am a firm Gwen real shipper. I will accept nothing less. 100%. I love that I'm saying I would take a torrid affair between both of them and then he oh, has to Oh, I hate decide. a triangle. I hate a triangle. <laughs> Not a, no. I don't know. I just feel like there's something there with Elaine and I want you to explore that. Like, it doesn't have to be the same time. Like, date Elaine and then go over to Gwen. I don't care. No, the reason the reason I don't want that is because the three brothers, three sisters it's trope. Too I think easy. That's, it's 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 weird. Uh, it's weird. It's like when twins marry twins, that creeps yeah. me out. But I feel like especially also, when they're like identical, like yeah, something with, or are you just swapping? Uh, it's weird. But I also feel like he sends her. It's like someone's perfume. You know, if you walk by and you're like, Grandma's here. You know, like, you know, that's just, that's just more smell. And he would know her because he found her in this terrible state that was highly traumatic, probably for him to find her in. And they went through this traumatic experience. But I feel like he's way too attuned to her. He's probably like, I don't know. you know, if you, you have like a secret something with someone, you're like, oh, there's a secret someone. Um, I'm secret scenting okay. you. And then uh, Bridget made another funny. What was Bridget's You know, like Kevin Hart video. He's like. What is this, a whorehouse? Is that like how Reese would like show up to the house of women and be like, what the books are you reading? Is this a whorehouse? Excuse me? Uh, even Amran is like, you made this this house your friend. It's cute. Amran would like a good smutty book, I think. So apparently Amran, when she tells her that, she basically tells her that it's her magic that made this house come to life, right? I yeah. Yeah, she says, no. you wished for a friend and the house became, became this your friend. friend. What I got from that was the house has always been sentient, but you're the only person that actually paid attention to it enough to realize that it wow. was a thing. See, I thought it was like that, but then with her powers, it turned into like a main object. I, I don't, don't know. know. Oh, by the way, the house turns out to be theirs, her and Cassian's, because... Reese gives it, it to, to them. Her. Also, because yeah. he's probably like, this is a whorehouse. I'm not. As <laughs> is like, I'm not eating breakfast here. I know what happens at this table. We're good. Like, what happens at the table? It. Bam, you mean what happens underneath the table? Under, over. All over the table. In the hallway, on the desks. Like, you have to applaud their stamina on the rug. at some point, you know? In the bath. Yeah. In the kitchen. Now, okay, so we haven't told the story of the necklace. And so I think this was an excerpt chapter or an extra chapter it was i don't know how uh, those hands on it a bonus from solstice from as's point of view it wasn't the solstice from frost and starlight it was a solstice from this past solstice Uh, was it i thought it was a solstice because gwen because gwen was there right because he already knew gwen at this point so it had to been the most recent solstice so now (laughs) i remember we I did this not was not included in my chapter my book that I got to read and I think I remember telling you guys about it or one of us found out about it and then we went on this desperate manhunt to find this pdf that I think my sister Colleen had and sent to me that I sent to you 
it was definitely like a spread word like oh i just figured this out let me go tell every other friend that i know that has read this book that there's a bonus chapter for Az and his big wingspan everyone's like obsessing about him over the time it wasn't long enough not his wingspan <laughs> like the <laughs> i was the like chapter. what are you talking about everybody said he has the biggest wingspan no. obsessed with asriel's wingspan you say asriel and she's just like wingspan he has the biggest wingspan because that's who he is that's who he's become in this akatar fan base he has become as dark broody fuck boy who has the biggest wingspan which directly correlates the biggest size of his dick so what am i supposed to say i think of as and i think of his shadows i'm not thinking of his wingspan what Hmm. i'm somewhere in the middle i suppose as wingspan whatever his last name is that's what they'll call him shadow singer yeah i was about to say as wingspan pussy singer but Wait, what what are you drinking? Water. <laughs> what are you uh, drinking? Do you have to understand like unfiltered Bridget when I'm not recording says the shit that buzz recording Bridget I'm will still, say. I'm still laughing about cup shots. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you can shoot your don't was it don't shoot your shot into any cum shot. Yeah. <laughs> Just erupted into a coughing fit, relapsing about that all over again. Oh my god. You're welcome. Okay, You're welcome. So we'll so- try to find this chapter i don't know if we're allowed to share it, it or tell been, you where to find it it must have been a bonus chapter in like one of the hardcover books yeah. that's what a lot of these authors do like the books that you can buy at barnes and noble or the bookstore exclusives have all these bonus chapters like what bonus chapter do i get for pre-ordering the kindle version uh what bonus Where's chapter my do bonus i get chapter sjm for being a digital reader what the heck right? why should i be punished where's my bonus and you know what blows my mind is that the ebook you would think would be cheaper, but it's just like expensive. Unless yeah. you're on Kindle Limited. I think it's a little cheaper. It's like Not a few bucks cheaper. Okay. So what happens in this bonus chapter is Bring it back. <laughs> um so Elaine and Asriel are kind of like flirty with each there's other. It's like a mistletoe moment, kind of. I don't know if there's mistletoe, but I like, you know, one of those like sexy flirty. And Elaine is supposedly made it to Lucian. I say supposedly because Lucian says it's true, but apparently she's just like, I want nothing to do with you. So like Az is like putting his feelers out to like hook up with her. And then Reese is like, uh-uh, over my dead fucking <sighs> body. You're not allowed to do that. You know who her mate is. Like, you can't do that. I'm not going to allow that in my household. And Azriel like Reese running down the stairs, like thumping down the stairs, being like, knock it off, kids. Like, that's how I pictured him breaking like, up this, uh-uh. like, this moment. No hanky-panky in my house. Yeah. Which is kind of two-faced because he Absolutely definitely went up for someone who was married, who was getting married. Uh, it was in Reese's defense. It was her mate. Anyways. I mean, so- yes. In his defense. Yes, but also I can see how it's a little two faced, especially like baby Az is just trying just to find let some. Let the man love. get some. Come on. So then Azriel is basically like, why not? Why can't I have her? That I'll be like three sisters for three brothers. He thinks he's owed this. Like this, but she belongs to me now. Like I have to fill in. And Reese is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. We know how this goes. So like, stop it. And still. <laughs> Yes, we're still laughing about the pussy singer. <laughs> I just have to type into the chat because I'm just sitting here laughing and Hilda's trying to say a moment and I just can't get over how funny you that can't, was. You can't. Bridget's been on fire for Akasef. 
Just like, wait until we get to Crescent City. The little golden nuggets. <laughs> oh, boy. Have we been waiting? Okay. So then Az had got her a necklace. And then Reese was like, I think Reese was like, you can't give it to her. Uh-uh. So then he goes back to the House of Wind. And he goes up to the training ring. And Gwen is there. And, you know, she didn't go to the winter solstice party because she didn't feel comfortable enough leaving the house. But she was up there training. And so I guess she and Az have a moment. And he gives her the necklace that he had bought for Elaine. Look, Mm -hmm. I'm all for recycling. Like, (laughs) what is the cycling slogan? Reuse, reduce, recycle? Yes. Reduce. Was reuse, reduce, recycle. Recycle. Yeah. Um, but you could have waited a day, maybe two, maybe I, three. It was the immediate, oh, I can't give it to her, turn around and give it to another girl. Yeah. So like it hasn't even cooled off from like just almost being in her hand, you know? So in Akasif, we really didn't get into it. Um, but essentially Gwen at first when she sees Azriel, she's just kind of like looking at him. And we know her backstory that he and Moore saved her um, when the temple at Sangrava was raided. And he was actually the first one to find her. And she was like about to get violated. So he oh, no, saw a lot of did, her. He had already she been did. violated. She oh. had gotten violated. My I think she was point. about to get killed or he like saved her mid act. Oh, that's right. She was being shared around at that point. Mm-hmm. Poor girl. Um, and so, but in the story, there's a couple of times where like, she gets really loud and excited about being a Valkyrie and he's like looking at her. And so, I mean, I think they're laying the groundwork for a relationship. I'm a Gwynriel shipper. I Me am too. not he, a, even, he taunts her during training. I'm too, not an and, Elriel. Yeah, no, screw that. No, I, there's no love for Elaine on the side of the trio. I don't know how you two feel. She's just there. Yeah, she's vanilla. She's not distracting. She's not taking away in this book. Like she's just there. I'm really hoping she has like her evil era and like fuck shit up. Not gonna lie. I love the Caven skit video she does where she has got she's her normal Cassian and she can never remember Elaine's name. Like it's just because she's it's just like, there. It's like, like my what's sister. Flower Girl Eleanor and they're like, Elaine. Or sometimes people like your sister. Oh, Feyre? No, my other sister. You have sister. another sister? What? <laughs> but it, it's true. It's just uh I yeah, I don't know. We haven't really gotten too much into her head, what she's thinking, what she's doing. She's just there. Um, As far as as gal pal, I don't feel strongly enough for either of them. I just really like Wynn. And Mm -hmm. I do love her story and her journey of how she became a Valkyrie and how she's supported Nesta. Like, I love that best friend moments. So I think, you know, she's deserving of a powerful Illyrian yeah. I just yeah. hope that Az can like turn around and be who we want him to be and not actually be a fuckboy like we've all just been joking. Well, I mean, they, they've all were fuckboys and they've all like turned Grow over and a new turned. leaf. So, you know, I think, though, with Azriel's story, there's a lot more to him that we don't know about. So I want a full Speaking story. Speaking of, I think I just saw that the next Akatar book now isn't coming out until 2026. 2025. 2025. Okay, because we're maybe- getting Crescent City 3 and 2024. So she keeps agreeing to more books for the fandom, like through her publisher, but I feel like the books are just taking so long to come out. Mm-hmm. And I get it. They're like 800 pages. They're fre
do it on that. You know what I mean? Like, just take it. Yeah. I mean, it is your art, your craft. You do you, boo. But also, I'm impatient and I don't want to be 80 when I read the last book. Well, what I don't want I it to be. Because I to 80. Well, <laughs> what I don't want it to be is George R.R. R. Martin. See, yeah. what I don't want it to be is Zodiac Academy book 17 coming out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> I want it to wrap up. <laughs> so... We're going to keep adding stuff to the story because we but that's just don't want the thing to about add. SJM. I feel like she she wraps up her books with each love story. So we kind of wrapped up Farah and Reese's story, and now we've wrapped up Nesta and Cassie. And so the other books are going to be adding towards the overall plot of like what happens with the other queen and Yoshi Koshi, whatever. <laughs> Yoshi. At but least we feel satisfied because her stories are wrapping up as they finish. I don't know about yeah. Cassie City, but. Least- this isn't like Empire of Storms, then Tower of Dawn, and then Kingdom oh, of Oh, she better not do that to us. Like, I'm so glad that I read Throne of Glass after all of the books had been published. Because if I had to leave that imagine? ending, uh, what was it, Empire of Storms? And then we got a stupid book about Kale and Irene. I would have uh, not gonna lie, still my... one of my favorite books. Oh no no! I appreciate it in the order. The order is the problem. To me, it was like imagine you had to wait a year and then you get a book about fucking Kale and Irene. <laughs> you mean Chow? <laughs> Chow. I would have flipped my shit. Yeah, but instead, I was maybe able I'll to be read so it. happy that we have we've aged. We've come to these books in a way that they've aged, and we don't yeah. have to wait. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of incomplete series anymore, and you guys keep roping me into more of them, so we suffer. Look, we do what our friends on the DMs tell us to do. We're giving the people what they want. They ask for it. We, we deliver. And now we suffer together. Yeah, we're all in this, this together, even though you guys both haven't watched High School Musical. Okay, no, I... Another music. Anywho, so Az just gives this necklace off to Elaine. No, to Gwen. Gwen. To Gwen. Maybe I do want Elaine. I don't know. He gives this necklace off to Elaine, fresh, like fresh plucked from the clutches of of Elaine into the new hand of of Gwen. And you can tell she's touched and kind of excited, like, oh, oh, okay. Um, which is cute because she probably has the hugest crush on Az. I know, but it also kind of sucks because you're like, man, you just kind of like Bought that, like, given it to a bum. You're like, here you go. I guess you could have it, Gwen. He was like, oh, woman, female, attention. Bloop. Here's the gift. Yeah. Oh, Whatever. It's going to come back to bite him in the ass. She's going to Valkyrie whip him. And then. You know the worst part is the reason to get together. Our girl, our creature, Cereal, our bestie, is not there to spill the tea Mm -hmm. to whoever his mate is. To be like, oh, you know, as. He literally just swapped gifts, swapped girls with a gift. I mean, maybe some other death god will scent it on them. The way that is like there more than one cereal, or is there it just on. there was just one? No, there's more than one. There's okay. a, only one we cared about, though. Yeah, the yeah. only one mattered in our hearts. The, only our best friend. Yeah. Um, okay. May he rest in eternal peace. It he she yeah the dreamer creature. the dreamer yes that soul Ooh, um so. I think that's where we we end. It's a great Christmas. Everyone's alive. People have gifts. Highburn. Well, Highburn's no longer a problem. Briellen is no longer a problem. Koshi, still a problem for us. So we'll see. The other queens, still the a other problem. Queens, yeah, still a problem. It sounds like they all just fled. But they're being suspiciously ship. quiet. 
Well, I think it's because they're all scared of Brie Allen. I don't know. You know what? It would be really great if Sarah would finish the book and then we would know. Eris is still there. Uh Uh-huh. And his dad's still an asshole and that's kind of where we left off. Yeah. Where do you guys want to see her focus more in the next book? Like, I want to know more about more. I want to know more about more in Eris. Like, I want that. And I also want Asriel. So, like, those are the three things I want to cover more. Do I want more. more in Eris more or do I want Asriel and Gwen more? Honestly, I'm kind of itching to figure out what happens with Tam Tam. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, I want to see what happens with Springcourt. Not necessarily, like, I want a redemption arc for Tamlin, but I think Tamlin's storyline is going to get inter- entwined with Elaine. And I think that's where that's going. So I'd like to see what happens because I think it's going to affect Lucian. We just need more, Sarah. We just need more. S-O-S. Give it to us. Someone write more books. Yeah. I mean, she's working. She is. She's and working. I think she just had a kid too. So like, girl, take your time. But we'll patiently be waiting here. And we'll just be here Valkyrie training. In the meantime. In my head. Yeah. I mean, again, I had cake right before this podcast episode. Now so, I want cake. Yeah, sorry. All right, guys, I think that is it. Wrapping up our final thoughts on this book series that we know so far, Silver Flames, A Court of Silver Flames from, of course, SJM's very popular A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Any last thoughts? Um, we out. Oh, we okay. Out. <laughs> we out. And we out. Uh, that's all we wrote. But before we go, just to give you a heads up on where we are, we're finally in Crescent City. We are... You know, of course, Hilda and I have read it already, so it's fun to reread and reread it with a different lens. Um, mm-hmm. Hilda's going through it, or Bridget's going through it for the first time today, and we were just chit-chatting away right before we hopped on here to record about what part she's at, what part made her cry. And if you've read, I'm pretty sure you know. And if you don't, well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, you'll have something to look forward to for the next recording. Yes, because <laughs> Bridget's going to come in with hot thoughts and feelings on this book that we've pretty much been begging her to read for over a year and a half. But you know what? I we're there. She's with us, and we're so excited to dive into it. So if you guys are just as excited, please hit us up on BookTalkMadeMe underscore pod. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what's happening. If you, too, have read Question City, and if you're thinking of the same sad part that made us all weep, weepy weep. But that's it for us tonight, guys. We love y'all, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.